Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back. My unicorns, all my queers. You know, I just love that we get to reclaim that word. What was once a nasty, unkind slur is now the word that we're using to give ourselves power in this world. And I just love it. So that is why I keep using the word queer. Um, That's why this podcast is called the Queer Confidence Podcast. It's time for us to reclaim it and make it our power. You in? Yeah? Let's go. All right. Today, we are going to be talking about the third step to confidence. And that third step is to have your own back. So the first step that we went through, remember, was to allow discomfort. So you're allowing uncomfortable feelings, whether it's fear, anxiety, um, loneliness, etc. You then be your best friend in that. You give yourself a hug. You don't rush to change, right? If your friend came to you and was so upset because they just went through you know, a tragic event in their life, their friend died and they came to you and they were telling you, I'm so upset by this. You wouldn't be like, yeah, we'll get over it already. Let's hurry up and feel better. Come on, right? You would listen. You would be there. You would allow them to go through whatever mourning process they need. And so that's exactly what you want to do for yourself. I know that was a very extreme example, but that's what you want to be able to do for yourself with the allowing discomfort. When the fear, the anxiety, the urge to run comes up, it's just because you're trying to run away from those feelings. And so you're going to start practicing allowing them and being there with them to be that friend to yourself. And then step two, we talked about taking action without needing to get a specific outcome. And we talked about how to question yourself before you take action, are you taking this out of the place of being that good friend to yourself? Like, hey, let me grab you a box of tissues. (laughs) Or, hey, you just told me you're ready to move on to this next stage of mourning. I'm here for it. And I'm here to be with you. Are you doing the action in order to care for yourself or are you doing it to escape? Okay. So step one, allow the discomfort. Step two, take action that is not um, escaping the discomfort, but rather leaning into it and allowing it and being with it. And now step three, I'm going to teach you how to have your own back. And this is where 
a lot of us go wrong. And I see this really commonly within our community where, look, we are under attack a lot, right? Even within our own community, we have a horrible habit of horizontal hostility. And that's where people of a marginalized group attack others within the marginalized group. And we see this all the time on apps such as Grindr with people, you know, with really unkind words to say in their bios, with people on social media bashing each other for, you know, certain things that they don't like about the other person. And we, unfortunately, we, well, we just got to get rid of that, (laughs) y'all. We really do. But I want you to recognize that that is actually a symptom of insecurity, that when we feel confident, when we are fully on board with self-love, we allow room for people of all differences to be and to exist and for us to celebrate them for who they are without needing, without this uh, urge to bully them. And unfortunately, what happens a lot of times when uh, we are stuck in that insecurity is that we go on the attack, right? Like we just talked about, or we assume somebody is attacking us when they didn't mean to. And so that looks like, you know, somebody at work mentions something not thinking anything of it. I really wish I had a wonderful, clear analogy to give you, but (laughs) I'm not coming up with anything, any story off the top of my head. Okay. So we're just rolling with it. But somebody at work says something to you, it hits you really wrong. And then we strike back. And us gays in particular, we are known for our cutthroat catty comments that just are razor sharp and dig just whew, we cut right and that is the opposite of confidence it's a need to try to make the other person wrong invalid immoral unlovable unworthy It's a need to try to present the other person as garbage in order for us to somehow feel better about ourselves. And we only need to do that if we already have been telling ourselves this narrative of not being worthy, not being lovable, not being enough. Then we end up trying to attack other people with those same beliefs in order to protect ourselves. And what's happened here is that we've just become so used to these negative ways of talking to ourselves that we have a very fragile ego that gets shattered very easily. And so we strike out to try to get back. If you want to build confidence, my friend, if you want to become a confident queer, if you want to love deeply 
who you are. We've got to quit that behavior. And it's going to take a little practice. You're probably going to keep gaining self-awareness as you work through what I'm going to teach you today. And so I want you to just have a place for yourself of just allowing, you know, as you practice all all three of these steps, of just allowing yourself to learn and have experiences and get used to it and then keep building self-awareness around it. I'm still on a journey and I will never be finished with this journey. The journey ends when we're dead. (laughs) So strap in. It's a long flight. Let's just sit back. The only way this becomes miserable is if you decide that you hate the process and you want to just be finished with it. And that's kind of like being on a long flight to a beautiful destination. Let's say Hawaii. I've never been there, but I really want to (laughs) go. All right. So from where I am to Hawaii, I'm pretty sure it's like a 13... 14 hour flight, something like that. Pretty long, right? I'm in Maryland, so I'm sure, whatever. We're going to say it's like at least 12 hours. On this flight, though, on the way there, I am certain I'm going to be so excited and feeling so elated to be on my way to this beautiful destination. And the flight is going to fly by. I'm not sitting there thinking about, oh my gosh, I hate this so much. This is so miserable. Look at this annoying person next to me and picking out all the things that feel awful and wrong about it, right? Now, on the on the return flight, <laughs> we often experience any time we're, we're on our way back home from a trip, like, ugh, this is taking so long. And it's just because we're not excited about where we're going. But I want you to think about the process of becoming confident just like this. Your destination is so beautiful and amazing that you are willing to sit through this ride. You're here for it. So although objectively there are parts of it that maybe had the tables been turned, like would be undesirable, like the flight home. (laughs) It's the same as the flight there, only it's a different destination. And we're just not as excited about where we're going. So strap in, allow yourself to be enjoying this process instead of deciding it's miserable. Because the process in itself is neutral. Your brain gets to decide whether you're going to enjoy it or not. All right. So having your own back, what is it not? Very simply, it is not defensive. Oftentimes when we talk about having our own back, we think, oh, I got to put up, put on my boxing gloves and like, I I don't know any terms (laughs) for boxing, but like get in the stance, right? (laughs) Be ready to throw the punches back. I got to be ready to block. I've got to have my shield up. I'm ready to be protective and I'm ready to strike back. That is not having your own back. It's the absolute opposite. How you know you're acting out of insecurity is if you're doing lots of explaining, if you're feeling really defensive, 
if you're backing down easily, if you're just giving in, if you start finding yourself trying to argue the morality of your point, if you find yourself trying to convince the other person to agree with you, and if you see the interaction as having a winner or a loser, it's not a battle, my friend. <laughs> Unless you're truly in a battle. <laughs> it's not a battle, okay? So let's make this a little more concrete for you. So if you have a disagreement with a coworker, they think you should do things one way, you think it should be done another way, and you're pretty certain about this. Here's how you want to approach that conversation. Curiosity. Remember I said in step one, I think, I said confidence is the ability to create your own calm in any circumstance. That's what we're talking about here. It's creating calm so that you can be open to listening and engaging with that other person. What you're not doing if you are listening and allowing the uncomfortableness is explaining your own point a lot. It's not defending. Okay, it's allowing the other person to speak to their heart's content. And the fun thing is when people, just a little about, bit, a bit about human psychology, when other people listen to us, when we feel heard, we let our guard down and we're more willing to listen. So if you want to be more effective, allow the other person to get their point across, even if you strongly disagree with it. It's funny, I was actually coaching um, a woman the other day who's in tech. She is a queer female in the tech industry. And there are not a lot of not a lot of females in the tech industry, right? I come from a tech background. I used to be there. It is like 98% dudes. And she was telling me that she really wants to have she wants she wants the company's direction to be a little bit more about um this progression of humanity and helping marginalized communities. And this feels very moral and very right to her and very good. But the company is not fully on board with this approach. They don't really care as much as she does about whether their company, I mean, they're okay with doing good, but that's not their main goal. I said, look, I, agree with you. I would love for it to be, I would love for them to do these things. I think that's really great and wonderful what you're painting this picture of how it can help the world. However, you're, you're doing so much explaining and you're being really defensive about your way has to be the way. And then you're causing yourself all this extra, just, uh, what what is that word? Ex exasp you're exasperating yourself, <laughs> right? She's causing herself a lot of unnecessary pain and agony 
because she wants to argue this on a moral ground. Whenever we get into arguments with people and we're trying to make it about morality, both of you will be on the defense. Both of you will not be able to have a productive conversation because we humans don't like to be morally incorrect and we want to get on the defense when that's what we feel like someone's attacking our morality. So here's what I told her. You've got to just stop expecting them to be different than they are. We need to do more of that. And that is actually what builds your confidence. It's allowing people to be different than you and not expecting them to be different. We have these ideas in our heads like, oh, they should be on board with it. It's a really good idea. They should do this, but they shouldn't. The reason we know that they shouldn't is because they aren't. (laughs) They're not on board with it. So don't worry about arguing with reality anymore. And don't worry about making it mean something's wrong with them because you're never going to get your point. You're never going to get any change when you're making it a point of morality. I said, you just got to approach it from not needing to change them, from allowing it to be uncomfortable that they disagree with you allow them to have their own views and then argue the point from from their point how can you position your solution as something that would benefit their purpose for the company you could still have your agenda but you just need to figure out how to sell it to them you just need to understand how to word it in a way that's not attacking who they are or their morality, it needs to be a collaboration. Hey, here you're worried more about profits. Here how here's how this method that I'm proposing is going to increase our profits and it's going to be fantastic. And oh by the way, I don't even know if you care, but it'll also do these great things for marginalized communities. And because we're integrating with these marginalized communities, then we are also going to increase our profits. Or whatever their main goal is. Maybe it's not profits. Maybe it's something else, right? Who cares? Let other people accept them being the way they are and then worry about driving home the point with them in mind. Do you see the difference here? Insecurity has you living in your own thoughts all the time. You're caught up in, am I good enough? Is this right? They're never going to recognize me. They're not going to think I'm good enough. They're really like, they're, my ideas are, are stupid and everyone's against me. And when you drop that, When you step over into confidence, confidence is just creating your own calm because you're there for yourself and you're not going to, you're not going to let yourself go. You're not going to hate yourself out of this experience. You're going to be there. You're going to allow the discomfort, remember? And then you can have the discussion and be showing up with curiosity And when you're showing up with curiosity, you're able to be in somebody else's thoughts. 
And when you're able to be in somebody else's thoughts, instead of trying to worry about what you're going to say next, you can actually hear what's going on and you can then present your side in a way that's effective and speaking to them, solving the problem that they want to solve. Okay, so remember, it having your own back, it's not lots of explaining. It's a lot of listening. It's not feeling really defensive. It's feeling open, allowing. The other thing having your own back is, though, it is not de- feeling really defensive. Or back, or I'm sorry, I just said that. <laughs> it's not backing down easily or giving in. And I was coaching another client the other day and she was having this issue with um, needing to get some information from her doctor. And she was talking about, hey, I really have a hard time with getting on the phone with them. And then they give me some kind of excuse as to why they don't have the information for me yet and they don't need to give it to me and et cetera, et cetera. And then I just backed out. I'm like, oh, okay, no, no, no worries, whatever, right? And so that's the flip side of insecurity. So one side we have defending too easily. The other side we have giving up too easily. And I think what often drives the giving up too easily is this same belief that, oh my goodness, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm... Of course, they're right to not give me this information that I want. Or, of course, I'm not right, you know, with this discussion with the company because I'm, you know, my idea is probably stupid. I'm not good enough. Kind of dumb. And we get in those thoughts. And then we never, we never have our own back through it. We allow other people to steamroll right over us. I was a pro at this. Anything, anytime conflict came up, I was like, whoop, I'm out. <laughs> so allowing conflict and being ready for conflict is, an, is a skill that comes from practicing these three steps. So instead of giving in because you're worried and all in your own head about what's wrong with you, instead... Decide ahead of time, I'm here to feel uncomfortable and I'm here to get what I came for because I'm fucking worth it. I told her, look, this this is your health on the line. This is your life. We're not talking about, I don't know, goofy little insignificant crap. We're talking about very important things right here, aren't we? And so she actually came up with this idea. It was fantastic. Fantastic. She said she she's going to write down on paper reminders for herself before she gets on the call. And so some of the things that she was going to write down were things like just words of encouragement, like you're a badass. You got this. You're worth it. You're value. You're valuable. Your health matters. And the other thing that she was going to write down was I'm I'm going to get what I came for and here's how. And she was going to write down some questions to keep asking. We often think that in order to have like 
in order to have our own back in conflict, we have to argue our point. When in fact, it's way more effective to ask questions. I love to tell people about how I get like every bank or credit card fee or anything reversed. Like 90, I have like a 90% success rate at this. <laughs> and I remember the first time I called, I was so uncomfortable with it. But I I said, you know what? This is gonna be a great opportunity for me to get used to dealing with conflict. This is gonna be a great opportunity for me to get on the phone with somebody and have my own back when they tell me, no, sorry, we don't refund that. You know, you paid late or um, you were, you, your bank account dipped too low and so you incurred a monthly fee, whatever. So I get on the phone and the first time I wanted to die. But I was allowing the discomfort. I was taking action, making the call anyway, and I was going to have my own back. I decided, even though it felt so freaking uncomfortable, I was like, it's, it's going to be a great exercise. I'm going to learn something from this. And so I just asked questions. Okay, wh- why, why did I get that fee? Okay. Is there any way I can get it reversed? Okay. Is there any reason that that's the policy? Okay. Is there anyone else I could speak to that could that could help me with this. Okay. Is there somebody that could maybe reverse this, um, rule? (laughs) Is there anyone that could, I could talk to that could make an exception, right? I didn't have to argue my point ever that I don't want to pay a fucking fee. (laughs) I never had to say that. All I had to do was ask questions. And, um, I'm like a pro at this now. I think it's so fun and I've talked about it <laughs> online before because I think there are so many people out there not doing this because they're too afraid of the conflict because they don't want to have this experience of being uncomfortable. They don't, they don't know how – you don't know how to have your own back and you feel like it's going to have to be just this big blow-up argument or something. It doesn't have to be like that. It can really just be not backing down because you're like arguing the point as you would – if you were your you were showing up for your best friend you wouldn't just leave your best friend um hanging if they had you know a a crisis that they were in i'm trying to think of like an example on the fly for you right let's say that you're a a lawyer and you're fr- i don't think this is allowed cuz i think it's a conflict of interest but whatever like your friend gets <laughs> gets con- um attacked or something and then you're in court for this, like you wouldn't just show up there and be like, hey, judge, you know, whatever you think is fair, whatever, um, you know, I, I think you should probably uh, let my client, aka my friend, um, I think you should, you know, help them get this as um, a- as payback for it. There's a word for that. Re- reprim- I can't think of it, you know. Y'all, I'm having struggle bus uh, <laughs> struggle bus today with the words. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. But um, we're thinking like, oh, I, I, I'm no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just be casual about it. I would be there. I'd be like, Judge, we are not leaving this courtroom until my friend 
gets what they came for. We're not going to we're not going to just pass it off as casual and whatever. And it's so much easier for you when you're feeling insecure to do these things for other people. It's very hard for you to do it when it's yourself. That's okay. That's okay. It's just because your brain is very practiced at being defensive for other people and not for yourself. Again, though, defensive, I kind of like cringe at using that word. It's not defensive. It's just being there and being willing to go through whatever uncomfortable things come up. Like you would if it was your friend in court. You'd be like, hey, I'm here for it. I can help you through it. I'm not leaving your side. We're going to get this solved. We're going to ask questions. We're going to find out who we need to talk to. We're going to make this happen. And so when... um. I highly recommend if you ever get fees on your bank or credit card or whatever, practice it. It's a great opportunity to practice it and make a little money back. <laughs> so be there for the discomfort. Obviously, we talked about that in step one. Take the action, make the phone call, have the conversation with your supervisor, with your coworker, with your friend. And then show up with curiosity because you know that you are going to be there as if you're your best friend Allow and repeating this process of allowing and taking action, allowing the discomfort and taking action, allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable. It doesn't feel great, but you're going to show up because you really fucking care just as you would if it was a best friend. You don't need to ever convince the other person. None of that energy, right? We don't ever need to try to convince or argue the morality. We really don't have to do that. Because you're going to look at the conflict as not having a winner or a loser. Confidence really comes from this place of believing that everyone gets to be a winner, that both sides get to win. And going back to that very first example of the, um, of the, uh, of the woman in tech I was talking about, she, uh, ha- she doesn't have to look at it like a winning and losing situation, right? She and these supervisors could both win in this scenario. She would get to further her mission of helping um, marginalized people and the company would get to win in increasing their profits. And for my client who was talking about the, um, the, the situation with the, the doctors, the doctors are going to win because they're going to have a patient that's helped They're going to have a patient that lives healthy. That's what the whole point of the hospital is for. And the bank and the credit cards, like I talked about, they're going to win because they're going to keep a customer and they make money off of me staying with them. There's no winner or loser when you're showing up confidently. There are only winners. 
we all get to win because we're showing up, facilitating, allowing ourselves and the other person to be uncomfortable and it to not be a problem. All right, my friend, you have got this. Go back. Listen to these three steps again. And if you didn't take notes or anything and just, or or, I don't know, I'm not really a note taker. (laughs) So I don't even know why I said that. Jeez, it's just like shit people say, right? Take notes. No. Make sure you're you're feeling this absorb into you. Make sure these steps are really absorbing into your being. If you want to become confident, you only need to do three things. Allow discomfort, take action, and have your own back. That's it. Three things over and over. And in my Confident Queer process, I take you through this step-by-step. I teach you everything you need to know so that you can really allow the discomfort in a way that that is out of love and not battling with yourself, how to take action and, and filter it. Are you trying to escape or are you really caring for yourself and how to have your own back and love yourself all the way through it and allow space for the other person to be different, different than you. We talk about loving yourself as overused a phrase as that is, but really having a relationship where you allow yourself to really be you. And that's the most wonderful part about this is as you change your relationship with yourself, you change the relationships that you have with other people because you show up in a totally different way. You show up confident. And what would happen if we had more confident queers in the world and less of us were insecure? Well, my friend, I believe we'd have a wonderful, beautiful, unimaginable world filled with lots of rainbows and unicorns. And I'm here for it. Have a wonderful week, my friend. I'll see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.